So, good morning. It's my pleasure to be able to welcome you again to this, our second week in the series, Listening to God. It's our hope uh, as a leadership that this series would not only um, excite us about the prospect of hearing God speak to us, but that it would become our expectation uh, of hearing Him uh, daily as we live our lives before Him. It's been fun um, to explore this topic through conversation. And uh, not just today that we want those conversations to happen, but as they go on through the week for you, uh, with your community groups, in your DNA groups or prayer groups, to continue talking through and exploring this theme of how is God speaking to us and what am I hearing him say to me? Well, this week I was pleased to record uh, the conversation with um, the Bishop of the Diocese of New England, the Anglican Diocese of New England. Uh, sounds impressive, not really. He's my brother, um, much older brother, by the way. But in, in all seriousness, I, I'm really pleased to be able to uh, introduce you to Drew. Um, Drew was a, a lawyer uh, before coming to faith in his mid-twenties and then responding to the Lord's call for him to enter into church leadership where he led in the UK for a number of years before then uh, saying yes again to the Lord's leading for him to move out to the United States with his wife and their three children uh, where he went on to lead a church then and then ultimately now where he serves as the bishop. Um, I. I will always be grateful to Drew because of his, uh, after he came to faith, uh, he then led me uh, to faith in Christ. And then uh, we together were able to uh, encourage our parents and lead them uh, to faith shortly after that. Um, Drew and I actually talk most days. Um, I don't think we've ever recorded our conversation before, and, uh, but we thought, or I thought it would be fun to share this one with you. Um, so I want to encourage you as you listen to what we say um, to have an ear open also to the Lord and ask him, Lord, what are you saying to me through this? What are you saying to us as your church through this, through what I'm hearing? And uh, so from that, let's jump straight into the conversation now. So Drew, thank you for being here, and I, I, I'm going to introduce you properly. I, I want to welcome um, you, but everybody with us, because this is we're we're having conversations right now in a series uh, that is entitled "Listening to God," uh, and our hope for this series is that as a church, that we would be um, excited uh, and expectant about the fact that God does, He can, and and He does still um, speak to us, and uh, so. Uh, rather than actually just being a, a kind of a single voice um, download of a, of a preach, um, we, we're having these conversations. So I, I'm really pleased to be able to introduce you to um, my friends here at, at church at Granville Chapel and, uh, and to welcome you. Um, though they don't know you, uh, you're my brother, my older brother, uh, Andrew, uh, married to Eleanor with uh, three beautiful daughters, Katie, Isabel and uh, Olivia, and currently... Um, living in uh, just outside of Boston in New England, and that's right. Uh, you are uh, serving as uh, the bishop of uh, the Anglican Diocese of New England, which I think the oversight of how many churches is it that you are? Uh, thirty, just over thirty. Thirty, thirty churches in across quite a geography, I think. Mm. Um, but um, we don't. We we chat every day. Uh, 
uh, actually. And uh, but we've never we don't often get a chance to do this kind of thing today. So this is one of the one of the pluses of uh, something that we can draw from COVID in, in uh, how we can kind of connect wherever we are. So. Um, Anything I missed in that introduction that you want no, to add? No, that's perfect. Is perfect. that all right? Yeah, do you want to say hello to mum? Anybody? No, no. Hi, mum. Um, you could throw in maybe like the right honourable every now and again. Oh, okay. Yes. That's not going to work. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're... Uh, so, so, yeah, so this idea of listening to God and, uh, you know, I think we're just going to kind of... We're going to take it as a given that we know that God speaks to us through the Bible. Um and that's primarily the way in which he speaks to us. But I think also, you know, as, you know, Paul reminds us in, in Galatians 5 that we, you know, as people, you know, who live by the Spirit, we're to be led by the Spirit. And and so we can, you know, yes, yes, we have the Bible, but we can also know and hear the voice of the mm. one who gave us the Bible. Uh, something yeah. that Andy reminded us of last week uh, as he started this series. And uh, there's this great story, actually. I'll share it with you quickly. Leonard Sweet wrote this book, and he, and he talks about this this idea of, um, well, this this young couple who were expecting their first baby, and they were reading and studying everything about babies, uh, everything they could get their hands on. And and then not too long after the baby was born, like any new uh, parent, uh, they were frantically scanning through the books because the child was was crying and. Uh, trying to work out what to do, and then in desperation, they um, and, and trying to get some some sage advice. They called an older couple who already had uh, children, and asked, you know, what do we do? And they said, you need to put down the book and pick up the baby. And uh, just this idea that that could it be that some of us, in our eagerness and our hope to hear from God, could be. You know, if we putting down the books and lifting our heads to see and hear what God is is saying, um, and how He's reaching out to uh, others and what He's what He's saying to us about the world in which we're living in and those around us and, and us and our place in it. Um, yeah, it's more difficult, but it is where life gets so much more exciting. I think. Mm. Uh, in our I mean, I I think Paul, and you probably heard me say this before, but I mean, for me, there was a real gear change in my relationship with the Lord, I, I was perfectly open to the idea that God spoke. I mean, that, that was not a surprise to me. Of course God spoke. And, um, you know, we, we'd heard him speak. We'd heard him speak over your life to send you out to Brazil. There was a calling on my life to come out of law and, you know, go into, into ministry. And so I, I was very familiar, very comfortable with the idea that from time to time God would speak. And I guess I was living my faith in this kind of place that I just hope that I'm not misbehaving and that I am listening the next time he says something, you know, just hope in that moment, you know, maybe 10 years from now when he speaks again, I'll be in a good place and I'll be able to hear. But the gear change came in this and it was, and it really, it's, it's to your point about, about being filled with the spirit and to be filled by the spirit is to be filled with the, the love of God. It is the means, but his spirit is the means by which we are filled with his love. And I think it's, it's in knowing the love of the father that you realize and right back to your analogy with the parents that we we know what it is to love our children and we talk to them all of the time we just like being with them and there's a there's a constant flow of communication back and forth we enjoy listening to them we we want to share stuff with them we, we want them in our lives we, we want to bless and be with them and if that's how we feel as imperfect parents how much more 
is my heavenly father um, desirous of speaking into my life, not just once every 10 years when I might be looking in the right direction, but all of the time. Mm. And that, that was the gear change. It was this sudden appreciation that the fullness of God's love for me as my heavenly father and me as his child, he was speaking all of the time. Mm. And, and it, in a sense, it was a, it was a step of faith in the fullness of God's love, or, or at least an increasing awareness of the fullness of God's love, mm-hmm. that, that I think really what that does is kind of sets into our hearts the sense of expectation. It's like, of course God is speaking. Of course God is speaking because he loves me, mm-hmm. um, loves his children, and, and is desirous, desires to, to snag our heart's attention. Um, and sometimes it's this way, and sometimes it's that way, and sometimes it's stop, and sometimes it's just... I love you. I, there's this really lovely story uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones tells of this child out walking with his father and uh, they're holding hands and, and neither of them are speaking. And, but, but, you know, the child knows that it's safe and it's pleasant and it's calm. It's, it's nice. And suddenly the, the father just kind of swings down, lifts up the child, holds him so they're kind of eye contact and looks at him and says, I am so glad you're mine. I love you so much. And then embraces him and then looks him in the eyes again and then puts him down and they carry on walking. Mm-hmm. And the, the nature of the walk has completely changed. You know, what was pleasant and nice suddenly becomes this, this, this journey of love, mm-hmm. secure in the, in the father's love. It, it completely changes everything. And that, I think that story kind of, captures something I think of what the Lord did in, in my heart. And it also means that, because I think, I think we can kind of live in this misapprehension that there are some people who are like terribly, terribly prophetic and they hear, you know. And I do think there are people that have a particularly kind of prophetic gifting. But as God's children, we all can mm-hmm. hear him. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Mm-hmm. And as his children, we can all hear him. And he is speaking yeah. all of the time. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And, and in the in the text that we were we had read earlier, um, that would have been read earlier on, on this morning, this text from Acts nine, Ananias, and it's it's a familiar story uh, where the Lord speaks to Ananias uh, through a vision. Uh, he's in he's in Damascus, and 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 he speaks, and Ananias says, "Yes, Master," that he that he hears um, the Lord, and he recognizes uh, his voice, as, as you said. Jesus said, "My sheep." will know my mm. voice, they, they recognize mm. my voice. Um, you've talked a little bit about um, your own experiences of how God has spoken um, to you. This, this story, so, uh, I, it makes me smile. You know, he hears, and then God says to him, I want you to get up, and Eugene Peter says, get up, go to Straight Avenue, ask at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus. His name is Saul. He's there praying. And he's just had a dream about you. He goes on to say that you're going to come and pray for him. And um, so, and, and then Ananias, it's almost like, oh, I, I thought I was hearing you, but maybe I'm not quite right. Because he then goes, oh, you know, the, the Eugene Peterson's thing, you, know, you can't be serious. Everybody's talking about, this is the guy who's been breathing threats uh, mm-hmm. and arresting the likes of me and dragging them off. Um, and he's now here with a fistful of, arrest warrants intending to do the same you know in this case this this is this is a tough thing to hear uh, that god has spoken to him so um you know are there are there ways in which you have um you know hearing god speak and yet you know actually it's been a 
who's asking you to do something which is kind of yeah, uncomfortable yeah, that's, made you, that's made you kind of question not just oh can i do that but like no am i am i even hearing, am I it? hearing that right yeah. yeah 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 i mean i think this poor servant here again you know what he has to lean into in order to do this is the goodness and love and mercy of god he has to lean into the person of jesus that he knows um he has to trust and i think i think that's a piece of our being able to hear is willing to trust to the goodness and the love of God, even if we don't quite can't quite make sense of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the story that I mean, there are lots of stories. My gosh, but the story that comes to mind as you ask me now is, you know, we were busy building, you know, missional communities in the UK. I felt incredibly committed to that cause. You know, I, I knew the work wasn't finished. It was wonderful, but it wasn't finished, um, and we were laboring away. And I, I sincerely thought that uh, my um, my job was, my, my calling was to stay there and, and work on. I mean, you, you were part of that work. You remember those days. Mm-hmm. I, I was just absolutely convinced that it was my job. Even to the point that, you know, I had, looking back now, I had prophetic words given to me, quite dramatic prophetic words, which were actually saying something else. But at the time I thought, oh, I know what God's saying there. He's saying, labor on, you mm-hmm. know. So, you know, so in one sense, I, I kind of deeply committed myself to the leading of God's church, except it was the wrong church. Um, it was a great church. It was just the wrong church. And then, and then there was this moment. There was this moment. Um, I'm, I'm not quite the proficient runner that you are, but it, I, I was out running. And I, I just felt on that run, the Lord say, I want you to lay it down, son. You've you got to lay it down. And, and it was sufficiently strong enough that I remember just stopping kind of in my run and saying, Are you, is that really what you're saying? And, and again, the Lord saying, I want you to surrender it. You, you need to give it back to me. And, and, and saying, okay, I, I surrender. And it was real. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I stopped on the roadside and wept. It was, it was a real moment. I mean, on the one sense, if you'd driven past me, it would look like I was having some kind of breakdown. I think I was having a bit of a breakthrough, but... But I, I did lay it down, and I, I that was there was nothing else. It, it felt this kind of empty. I don't know what's next. I mean, I, I've, I've given seven, eight years of my life to building this, and it was a, basically a week later. Uh, I got an email saying, "You haven't heard of us, but we've heard of you. We would like to talk to you about coming to the U.S. Um, to lead a church," and that. That I, I always think back to that because at the time he said surrender, there, there was nothing but I just have to trust in his goodness. And I think there's something of that going on here because mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, no one was going to kill me. Or <laughs> I mean, I, it's slightly different circumstances, but but there was just a raw, naked trust here in the goodness of God. It's like, okay, Lord, if this is you and you're saying this, this has to be for good, even if I don't understand it. And I, and I, yes, the Lord has put me in that place. But mm-hmm. I, again, it comes back to this love. Mm-hmm. If you know that the Father loves you. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's a temporary interruption of something that, you, whatever it is, for your good, for mm-hmm. your good, because he loves you, um, you, you can trust him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's it's trusting in his love and goodness. Yeah, and that was a, I mean, that was a big, that's a big call, right? That's a big or a big word that leads you to, ultimately led you to leave the UK, mm-hmm. move to the US, um, very different setting. Um, different challenges uh i mean in in this in this story the lord you know the lord is good enough to give ananias an explanation he gives her a full he gives him a fuller picture of what he's going to do and he says well look 
you know, after Ananias put up his questions and, and said, hang on a minute, this is the same guy? This is the one that you want me to go and speak to? And, uh, and then the Lord says, verse 15 and 16, go, I, I want you to go because I've chosen him. He is going to be my instrument. Um, and, and he's going to speak and bear my name uh, before Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. And, and I'm going to show him how much he's going to suffer uh, for the sake of my name. So Paul is, you know, this guy, the persecutor, is going to become persecuted um, for my name's sake. And, and, then we, and then there's no kind of further thing. We just hear that verse 17, so Ananias went. Uh, yeah. And he did exactly uh, what happened. And Yeah, they're, they're seen, so Ananias, he got a bit of a bigger picture. We don't always get that. And, um, and in a minute, actually, I'm going, to, I'm going to ask you about some of those pieces about how then do we move into that place of trust and you, you've said a couple of times that it really i mean it ultimately lands stands and falls on the extent to which we know that we are loved by god and his nature um, mm. but one thing that, that strikes me ananias went he trusted and he went and and this was this was the launch of Paul's ministry. Well, you know, this this was the start of something new. He went and he laid his hands on him. Said, "Brother, brother Paul, brother Saul, you know, the Lord has sent me." And and as he prayed for him, something like scales fell from his eyes. Mm-hmm. And you know, as I read it, I think, what what if he hadn't? You know, what if what if he kind yes. of pulled back? Look at what he would have missed out on. Yeah. Um, for the uncertainty and the risk and the fear. Um, if he had not chosen to go uh, and trust yes. in the Lord, and um, so you, you know, you went, you went to the states. Uh, I went to Brazil, and I and I can think to all and and now Canada. Have have there been times of absolute certainty? Nah, no, not not really. Only only in the goodness of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think. Um it's just back to that idea that in the love of God that he's, he's speaking all the time. And, of course, he, he is omniscient. He knows us. He formed us in our mother's wombs. He, he knows us intimately. And, and I, he knows how to, if I can use this word, how to kind of snag our hearts. And I, I think he wants us to be honest about the impact. Mm-hmm. There's just something in what I just heard that caught my heart. And it may not have been what I wanted to hear mm-hmm. or what I was expecting to hear. Um, it may have been everything I was longing to hear, but it, 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 it's not about that. It's just that it caught my heart. Um, and I think the Lord knows us well enough that he knows how to catch our attention. I mean, I, I do think, you know, he, he is speaking all of the time. That the, the, the signs are everywhere. You, know, you could have disputed the call to Brazil. You could have gone, ah, no, it's probably something I ate or... You know, Ananias here could have gone. This is just crazy. I know all about Paul. This is mm-hmm. I'm or Saul. I'm not. I'm not going. You know, and then and this that. Um, I mean, the Lord is the Lord will have His way. He, the Lord would have worked it out one way or another. But we would have missed the opportunity to be part of mm-hmm. that adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, my encouragement would be to to be honest about the impact on our heart. You know, you maybe you see something, you catch something, and it just lands in a place where it's like, oh, I really heard that. Mm-hmm. And and then and then I think you know we then bring it to to the test of kind of scripture and the council of saints and we, we of course we test it we weigh it um, but I 
you know, and, it, and, it, and if it doesn't measure up by scripture, God didn't say it. I mean, it's really clear. But, but I, I just want to just before we get there, I, I, I want to speak. I just want to speak to this being honest about the impact, because it's always open to refutation. You can always go, uh, nah, you know, or oh, that's just too much, or no, I probably made that up. I think mm-hmm. I, every, everything, everything, everything God has ever done or said to me, I could, you know, I could. You, you could explain it away. Oh, well, you know, it's coincidence. Mm-hmm. I think he always, it's almost like he always leaves the door open just that much, which requires of us faith. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. no, Lord, I know you. I know your heart. Um, that sounds like, exactly like it came from your heart. You know, whether it was a loving kind of correction or an encouragement or or just be still and trust me, whatever whatever that is. I, I, th- I think here Ananias was... He was clearly honest with how this struck his heart. He, he, he didn't wake up from this vision saying, oh, I probably imagined that. It was like, mm-hmm. no, this caught me by the heart. I, mm-hmm. I think I believe this to be God. Yeah. Um, so, so I think we need to, I think God would have us be honest. I think many of us, when it's me, you know, you're concerned about looking an idiot or, you know, looking foolish. And I don't actually, my experience is that God doesn't actually care very much about that. I don't think he's very interested in how foolish we may or may not appear. I, I think he wants us to be honest with what's going on in our hearts and to bring that to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I found him faithful to kind of double underline and like, yep, you did hear right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, seriously, Ananias gets there. He, there is Paul. He's blind, just as he was told. He's the, the address that Jesus gave him, he lays hands. It, you know, everything God has told him as he, ste- as he walks it out step by step, it's confirmed. But there is a walking out here. He wasn't just kind of transported from where he was to Paul's prayer. He literally walked it out step mm-hmm. by step. And at every moment, God's word was confirmed to be true. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I think it's that being honest with the impact on our heart and then walking it out step by step yeah. and letting the Lord confirm, yep, 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 yeah. right a bit, left a bit, yep. You know, so yeah. it's, I, a, it's, a, it's a conversation, isn't it? It's a dialogue. It's not, you know, the... the <laughs> This, this message will self-destruct in five, in 10 seconds, you know, mm-hmm. mission impossible kind of, it, it, it's a, it's an ongoing yeah. dialogue. It's, it's a relationship with the Lord that he's, that he continues to speak into. Yeah. And something, and something else that I mean, you mentioned, and we see it in this, in this text, in this story, um, in you, in this story, uh, Ananias is like, what, him, Paul, and, and, yeah. And that, for me, is a, is a is a is an important reminder to expect God to work in unexpected ways, and yes. you know, some you know to and, and actually then believe and trust that He is working in people that I may have written off. Um, and so, when we feel that nudge um, that we're quick to dismiss because we might look and think, "Oh no, that surely not, surely not." Um, that that actually that, that 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 is one of the ways that God works. You, your your own experience uh, of your expectation of, of staying in the UK and, and working mm-hmm. at Chorley Wood and, and how that was, and then the Lord moving and and, and taking you somewhere completely different. Um, yeah. Similar for us when we were in Brazil, not expecting to leave uh, the church that we started there uh, after five years, and and then find ourselves in Canada. Um, you know, but but he, he works. You know, in that 
growing excitement and expectation that also comes with it. Like, and, and also let's expect God to work in ways we don't expect. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think also that, that when I look back to how the Lord has led us and, you know, how we have shared, you know, you've picked up the phone or, you know, we've spoken and I think God may be saying this and we've listened, and we've listened to the Lord for each other. That's a really important part. I think we hear, we help, we hear in together. But it, it is also a very personal relationship. So I think there are, there are things that he would strike your heart with mm. that, that are going to get your attention in, in a way that maybe a, w- w- wouldn't mind. It's a very personal conversation mm-hmm. with you. It's kind of like, you know, it's almost maybe a piece of scripture that was really important to you 10 years ago suddenly is refreshed and renewed and you just see it and hear it everywhere. It's like, well, I think there was probably in that because he knows that this was important to you 10 years ago. Yeah. And it is just like the Holy Spirit to say, hey, do you remember how we spoke in those days? Yeah. Well, hear this again. Yeah. Um, so, I, so it is a very, it, of course, it, it, we, we need to, it needs to be tested. We, we, we need to pray it through. We need to bring it to the Lord. We need to, we need to step it out. And, and that begins with opening our Bibles, actually. And, and you know, is, is this the kind of thing God would say, you yeah. know? Um, but, but, if, but if we see, if, we, if we're able to kind of plumb line it in Scripture, you know, okay, mm-hmm. then I'm going to take a step of faith and let's see what God does here. And, yeah. you know, and on we go. And I think we grow in faith, actually. Yeah. I think we grow in faith in that yeah. sense. You, um, we, we become, do you know what? Do you remember when we first came to faith? Remember mm-hmm. When we first came to faith, remember Joyce, mm-hmm. dear old Joyce, yeah. mentor of both of ours. She used to say to me, why well, she'd say, Drew, now, now you have come to, um, you know, believe in the Lord. You know, now you've got to get to know him. And I was like, oh, seriously, it's like taking me 20 odd years of my life to get to the point where I can actually say I believe and follow. Now I've got to get to know him. But she was so right. There is, not only does he know us intimately, but, but he would have us know him and we go deeper and deeper and deeper in the knowledge and love of God. And that, Knowing Jesus' personality, I think just knowing, knowing him helps us hear him because it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. For me, that is, I, yeah. I recognize that. Yeah. I, I often think with the disciples, you know, they, they walk with Jesus. They, 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 they were in the room when he taught. They, they literally physically walked with him. You know, that there's the resurrection, the ascension, that the spirit comes. And when the, the moment the spirit enters the room, it's like, that's, there's Jesus. There's mm-hmm. there's. You know, yeah. The Spirit is a distinct person in the Trinity, but somehow in him, I, I see, I know Jesus. And mm-hmm. it's the same for us. We yeah. are filled with the Spirit. We can know him. Yeah. And I think that's another piece of the kind of listening that we, we grow in knowledge and love mm-hmm. as, we, as we hear him and move toward him. Yeah. I think there's something, you know, about being, you know, so marinated in the word, you know, that we, that we, that we recognize him. Yeah, I mean that, that was certainly true for me when I when I moved to, as a, as a young Christian when I moved to Brazil, um, single guy and you know before meeting Alessandra and, and uh, uh, I was just on my own in that place of just absolutely trust and dependence with this this ministry that we went out that I went out to join and but I remember how how much the word came alive. I was seeing it and I was. You know, I was yeah. seeing Jesus in, in the street and understanding his love for these kids that I was spending my days with who were on the streets and, you know, expecting to find him and seeing him actually in the unexpected places. Yeah, probably more in, you know, in where 
<laughs> caring for the weak and the lost and the broken. Yeah, uh, amen, amen. And, uh, I mean, I would say just that this is kind of helpful for anybody who's kind of maybe feels that they're struggling to hear the Lord. I mean, something that I, and I'm doing, I'm using this at the moment, I just find this profoundly helpful in kind of recovering Jesus's voice at the beginning of the day. But I'll, you know, I'm, I'm going through the Bible in one year and I'll, I'll take the psalm and I'll, I, I'll, I'll rewrite it so that it, it's Jesus speaking to me. So it will literally begin, you know, my son, mm-hmm. I will, blah, 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 blah. You know, I, I will just kind of re, and, and I, I kind of personalize it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I'm doing it, it always feels a bit odd. You know, I'm just, I'm not messing with the meaning. I'm just, I'm just making it in the kind of the, as Jesus speaking directly to me. Mm-hmm. But when you read it back, Oh my gosh! Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really powerful, mm-hmm. and I don't know whether I would have caught all of that if I just kind of read it through. It would have spoken mm-hmm. to me. I'd have been blessed by it. But there was something of there is something about just this simple process of just putting it in the first person, letting Jesus speak directly to you in it. I the, the word for me for me at first thing in the morning, I, I find that really helpful. It's mm-hmm. like it's like the Lord is just tuning my heart to His voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I often think, I often think, you know, Jesus talks about, you know, seeking him out first thing in the morning. And, 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 it, and I, and this isn't about scoring brownie points with God. I, I honestly believe the reason why he says that is, look, get your heart tuned at the beginning of the morning and then I can keep talking to you for the rest of the day. You know, like set, set your heart right at the beginning of the day so we can stay close for the rest of the day. Let's yeah. walk this out together. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's the encouragement there. Yeah. But I just offer that. I mean, people have different things that they find helpful, but I recently have been really blessed by that. So I just offer it for yeah. anybody who might find that helpful. Yeah. Well, that's good. And that, and that, that actually, you know, I, would, I was going to ask you, what, what, what encouragement would you, would you have for people as we're, you know, as we, we all want to hear God speak to us. We, we long for that. Um, it's the, it's, it's, it's relationship uh, with him. It's yeah. an intimacy with him that we can know him. As you said, we are known to him. Um, and that, that for me, even in my coming to faith, uh, I remember, if you remember Tom, who, you know, somebody yeah. who discipled me from, you know, from day one, I'm so grateful that in, in my, uh, faith life, you know, coming to faith ever from that very first day, uh, there was an expectation that God speaks and that we can hear him. Uh, mm. because from, from that first prayer, you know, he'd say, so what do you think the Lord's saying, Paul? And then, and then would help me, you know, to discern that. Well, you know, what do you think? Is that how do how do we check that out? And you know, we want to test it. The proverb says, you know, there's a way that appears right, but in the end, at least, you know, we want to we want to get it right. Mm. Um, and so there are ways that we, of course, through scripture, we've we've said that through the community, you know, through our church, through people that we we trust, who in their wisdom, uh, does it fit with who we are? The, the kind of does it does it sound about right? Um, does it bring peace um, to my heart? I mean, there are there are a series of different ways mm. that, that it's important for us to test if people have different acronyms. I like that bit that you just said about starting in the morning, though. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm going to quote Leonard Sweet again uh, from, from his book, and he talks about turning off, you know, first of all, finding some time, kind of, in a sense, to, to commit some time to listening, to, to enable us to hear, and then to tune in you know that that, that to, and and for you, there's that you you mentioned one of the ways that you're doing that is reading through the Psalms and, and allowing God to speak to you through that. 
you yeah. know, tune up, you know, through, yeah, yeah, through yeah, kind yeah, of coming, coming to scripture. And so, yeah. you know, it's, it's when God, God speaks to Ananias in this, he had a clear purpose. God had a purpose. And, yeah. and God speaks, you know, he has a purpose for all of our lives you know, it, that we read. You know, yeah. we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, the good works for which God prepared uh, beforehand that we should walk in them. And, and you know, hearing also means heeding. You know, we, we, we listen in order to, to follow, to, to do. Mm. Um, Jesus said that they'll know my voice and they'll follow me. Um, so, but it, but it is more, it, it's personal, it's relationship. Uh, it's not just about getting things things done um, but as a the exciting part of this life of faith a, a living relationship with God the God who speaks to us daily all of the time um, as we go as people go out from from this time into their week um, what would you what would be your words to them uh, as, I, as I think I really I there are many things to say. This is a big subject and we, we grow in our knowledge and understanding. But I do believe fervently that it begins with us recognizing, as it says in 1 John, you are the beloved now. Mm-hmm. That you are loved by God. That you are his child. That he knew you before you were born, watched you come into this world and, and has, has loved you fully and unconditionally um, before the idea of you almost, you know, and I, I think, and it's the spirit, it's Romans 5, 5, the, the spirit is the spirit's job to pour that love into our hearts. Mm-hmm. So allowing the spirit to do that. I mean, it's just simple prayer. Lord, show, just remind me again, show me again that you love me and he will. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's coming back to that rooted place that I am loved by my father you know, my, and my father loves me so much that, of course, he's going to lean in and speak. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, in my prayer journaling just recently, I, I, I felt, caught myself kind of writing, yes, this is really me speaking to you. This is Jesus. You know, it's kind of crazy. But I, it, it, I, th- I really do believe it comes back to that place of, of trusting, of holding fast to how loved you are by God and, and knowing his great desire to to speak with his children, to sing over them, actually. So I, I really believe it starts there. It's that, it's that gear change. And, and, and in that revelation of his love, to know that in his love, he is speaking all of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes, as you said, sometimes like with Ananias, it was like, this is a big deal. There's a big purpose here. I want you to go to Brazil. I want you. But actually, sometimes it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just to be in the way that we just like, we just hang out with our kids. We just enjoy them. They just, we just... We're just together. Mm-hmm. I think it is not beneath God. You know, the scriptures talk about the Lord stooping down. You know, it, it's not beneath him to just put his arm around us. Mm-hmm. Um, to enjoy something with him as you're you know, giving thanks for some incredible view. Or for, for me, I mean, honestly, every, every tree that bursts into blossom at the moment, I'm like, thank you, Jesus, because I'm so sick of the northeast winter. But anyway, <laughs> that's another point. So... I do. I think it comes back to just knowing and being rooted in the love of God and recognizing that in that love, the Father desires to speak to you all of the time. And it's unconditional. You know, it's, it's and, and, and in, in that assurance and in that expectation, knowing that he knows you so well that he, it's not, he's, he's not too humble 
to speak to, to us in the ordinary. He'll find, you know, like, okay, Moses in the burning bush, right? Bushes were always breaking into flame. And that wasn't the point. The thing about the burning bush is normally a burning bush would go, we'd be gone in a second. What caught Moses' attention, and Moses knew that because he spent 40 years in the desert. He'd seen plenty of burning bushes. What singled out this one was that it kept burning. And that's why he said, oh, I think I'll go back and have a look. And it, it's that kind of moment where there's something that just snags our heart, whether it's a scripture or it's something that we've heard or it's something that we see and we go, Lord, I think that might be you. Mm-hmm. That just kind of has your finger marks on it. And, and yeah, I'm going to test it. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to scripture. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray about it. I'm going to share it with people that I trust, Christian friends that I trust. But it's worth, it's worth mm-hmm. contemplating. That's worth digging down on. That's worth taking into my heart and pondering, because I think, Lord, that's you. And in his love, he'll show you that it is. Yeah. You know, he'll show you. I think listening to God is, is much more of an art than a science. I really do. Probably because I'm a terrible scientist and much more of an artist, but I, <laughs> but I do actually think it's more of an art than a science. Mm-hmm. Um, there is truth. I'm not saying, you know, whatever. <laughs> it, we, you know, God's word is God's word. There's the full authority there, but... But but within that safe place, you know, our, 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 our Jesus is so creative in the way that he, he gets our attention. And you, I often feel that you kind of sense his joy, actually, mm-hmm. as we go, oh, my gosh, I think that was Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly believe you can actually sense his joy when we make that connection and know that what we're receiving is actually from his heart directly mm-hmm. to our heart. I think it, I know that that really blesses him to see us wake up yeah. to his love. Yeah. When you say that, I'm reminded that in front of me, I have uh, from Proverbs 8, uh, now then my children listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Don't disregard it. Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. It's, we get to do this. Uh, God uh, it, it speaks to us. Uh, we get to listen and respond, to relate to him in this way. And... Um, when we think of those times where we've we've trusted that it that it just could be him, um, mm. what an adventure life becomes! Ah, oh, it is, uh, and that's what he wants for us. Yeah. You know, that's what he wants for us. It isn't this terrible thing of just slavishly following some book of rules. I mean, the, it's important that we keep within that we are obedient to his word, of course. But but it's it it is a life to be lived in, in the abundance of his love. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not slavishly following rules or screw, you know, it, 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 it is, it is to follow in the adventure of his love. Mm-hmm. I think that seems like a wonderful place to, to leave this conversation and, uh, and that we could all go and, uh, and experience the adventure. Uh, and that begins right now. I mean, it's, Amen. it's, uh, it's love as we go. You, now. Yeah. Drew, thank you so much. I, it's nice to see you. It's welcome to my home. Yes. And, uh, and uh, I will, we'll chat again later on. But thank you so much for, uh, for being with us this morning. And, oh, it's um, great. It's yeah. great. Wonderful. Do Wonderful. Continue to enjoy the spring. Yeah. And our, 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 our blossoms have been out for a long time. So yeah. I think we've had a grass. Thank you so much. Enjoy <laughs> it. Enjoy it. Anyway, I love you. Take care. All right. Bless you. Thank, thank you. Nice.